Father, just thank you for Paul. Thank you for what uh, Paul means to me, to all of us, and to you. I thank you for his integrity, his passion, for his yearning to walk intimately with you, unfettered, running the race well. And I pray that you would just uh, anoint the words that uh, Paul says, that we would listen well, and uh, that your Holy Spirit would uh, challenge us, comfort us, strengthen us, convict us, whatever, that your Holy Spirit would be active in challenging us to run the race well, looking to you and to the finishing post. Amen. Thank you, Paul. And apparently I've got to announce it's time for the kids to go out, is that right? Keith's taking the kids, there you go. Follow Keith. He's a good man. <laughs> he is safe to go with. Trust me. Okay, for, um, for, for most of you who were either at our gathering last week or followed it on Zoom, you'll understand what I'm going to say now. Uh, if there are anyone here who, who wasn't around last week or didn't follow on Zoom, um, we had a, an incredibly special time uh, as River Church. We had a commissioning service to pass on the spiritual baton to our four River Churches to take on leadership going forward. Someone called Steve Clifford was there, who's been helping us with the processing of all this. Steve Clifford used to be the chief executive of the Evangelical Alliance. Uh, he's also a trustee of an organisation called Pioneer, uh, who are a network of like-minded churches, who we relate to, who we've related to for a number of years, and who we look to for authority and support. And Steve uh, brought a passage from Philippians, Philippians 3, 12 to 14, about running the race. And uh, our very own Alistair Bullen, over here, Al, give us a wave, who, uh, who held that baton so well for many, many years, I think also had that very same passage. He'd been from. What they didn't know was um, three days earlier, when the senior leadership team and trustees and the four River Church leadership teams were, were meeting uh, to sort of pass on the formal legal baton, if you like, um, I shared that very same scripture about running the race from Philippians. And when that happens, I think we need to pay attention because the Holy Spirit is saying something to us. And the Holy Spirit is saying something important to us, not just about running the race, but how we run the race well on the track we're currently on. And as I reflected on that during the week, I felt the Holy Spirit talk to me about training about the need to train well. 
So if we just turn up on the track and expect to wing it, thinking that it will be all right on the night, then it won't be. If we want to run the race well, we have to train well. Galatians uh, chapter 5 verse 16, uh, this is in the Passion Version, says this, Let me emphasise this, as you yield to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. To run the race well, we need to give permission to the Holy Spirit to keep coaching us. There's a, there's a phrase that sports coaches and commentators often use, uh, and they say uh, an athlete's a good trainer. You may well have heard that. Now, not that I would know, uh, because I'm, I'm not particularly an athlete. I did at one moment think I might dress up and hold an athletic gear and just try and be a visual representation. Um, but I haven't got on any of it, and uh, to be frank, it would be horrific. But successful athletes will tell you that it's not the 5% inspiration that you see that makes the difference. It's the 95% perspiration that you don't see. You have to do the hard yards to be at the games. And the same applies to our discipleship journey. It's not the 5% inspiration that you often see or read about. It's the 95% perspiration, the hard yards that has gone into that. But the good news is that we have the best coach ever. We have the Holy Coach, the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit knows us best and always wants the best for us. And the Holy Spirit wants to train us to run the race well. And I believe the Holy Spirit wants to get us in the right condition so that we can flourish for the world that we are in now. Not the one that we used to be in or the one that we would like to be in. The Holy Spirit wants to get us in the right condition to the world that we face now. And it's a world that we hope that is post-pandemic. We do, don't we? We hope that we're moving through this time. But it's still a world that's changing very, very fast. Economics are changing. Politics are changing. The social context is changing. Life expectations are changing. Our climate is changing. These are the track conditions that we face. And so we have to be ready to go the course and the distance for the track that we're on. And when we're faced with an ever-increasing, fast-paced world, our faith needs to be dynamic. Static isn't going to cut it. Say that again, our faith needs to be dynamic because the world is changing. Static isn't going to cut it. And so the question I have is will we stay open and allow our dynamic Holy Spirit 
we have a dynamic holy coach to keep coaching us and shaping our lives so that we can run the race well on the track that we're actually on. Romans uh, 14, verse 17. This is from the, the New Living Translation. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. To run the race well, we need to find our joy. The greatest athletes will never ever tell you that they've made it. Okay, they keep training every day because they love it and they want to get better. Sometime before Christmas, Anthony and I were having an intense conversation about church. Believe it or not, we do have the odd intense conversation about church. When um, my daughter actually sometimes does, just burst in, completely ignoring the fact that we were having this conversation, and just said, oh, come on, you guys, you should just relax and enjoy being church. And it stopped me in my tracks, because she was right. You know, God doesn't always just speak through a prophetic word or through scripture or insightful prayer or even wise counsel. Sometimes God can speak through the blunt words of a 17-year-old. If we're going to train well, we need to be comfortable in our own skin. We need to enjoy being church together. And enjoy what the Holy Spirit is doing among us. The context of the verse that I read from Romans uh, was Paul helping a church that wasn't comfortable with itself anymore. It wasn't at ease with itself. Their circumstances had robbed them of their joy and their peace and their harmony. And they needed to be reminded that to get that back... Living the Christian life, it's not about rules and obligations, but about life in the spirit. And I think there's really good reasons why we've lost our joy, or we're at times losing our joy. I think we're a pretty joyful bunch, actually. And for some of us, I think there's been good reason why we've been robbed of our joy, because it's been tough, hasn't it? The last couple of years have been a slog, and it's easy when it's a slog to lose your joy. Before they start training, athletes get loose physically and mentally. I won't try and do that, but you know, you know what I'm saying. You, they get loose because it gets them in the right condition, the right place to start to go to work. And they enjoy being open and learning and finding new ways of making their training relevant and fun. In fact, you'll often hear an athlete say, when they get to that point, in their career, when they uh, don't like training anymore, when there's no joy in it, they know that's the moment that they need to stop. And I believe the Holy Spirit wants to restore our joy of being a spirit-led and spirit-filled church in 2022. That's our DNA. You know, it's our source, our origin. It's our USP, if you like, and it's our future. We are a charismatic, spirit-filled church, and we need to enjoy that when we gather, there is this wonderful presence of God 
and of God's love and of relationship and of the Holy Spirit transforming lives together that are nowhere near the finished article. That's who we are. It's our great strength. And it's a key part of our witness. And I believe that if we can invite more people to join us, they would experience that same presence of God when we're in our joy. One Thessalonians uh, chapter one and verse five. Again, this is from the New Living Translation. For when we brought you the good news, it was not only with words, but also with power. For the Holy Spirit gave you full assurance that what we said was true. We run the race well when we allow the Holy Spirit to take away the pressure on us to perform. Athletes know that the training has to lead somewhere. It's like you have to have a focus, otherwise it just loses its potency and its meaning. Thing is, some athletes are better at the training than they are in the race. They get nervous. They don't perform at their best. I often feel like that. I think I train well, but I get nervous when it's time to perform, and especially when I'm sharing my faith. I feel like I'm having to perform. I get nervous. I forget my training. And I suspect if we're honest, many of us feel the same way. You know, we bear the scars of rejection, of invites, never being accepted, people not listening to us, of family and friends being polite but really uninterested in our faith. But the thing is, the Holy Spirit wants to take the pressure off of us to perform. It's not about us. Now, I think it was Billy Graham who was credited with saying, it's one of those sayings that I, I don't think we really know who actually did say it first, but everyone says it's Billy Graham, so I believe them. But he said, I f he said it's God's job to judge. It's our job to love. And it's the Holy Spirit's job to convict. It's not our job to save people, just like it's not our job to judge people. But it is our job to share our experience of Jesus. People find faith and they grow in their faith through the work of the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit's job. Sure, we play our supporting part, but it's the Holy Spirit working with us and through us that really makes the difference. And it's not our issue when people say no or they just don't turn up or accept the invite. In the same way that it's not our issue when people, you know, they just don't do what we think they should do. You know, football managers have a phrase, particularly when uh, results aren't going well, they say you've got to trust the process. Yeah, trust the process. And we have to trust the Holy Spirit because finding faith and growing in faith is not a destination, it's a journey. We have to trust the Holy Spirit is doing the work. It's not about us performing. The race set before us is to love people and to expose them to the love of God. And to run the race well, we need to speak 
of God in ways that are relevant to people's lives now. You know, we need to let our lives tell the story of love and forgiveness in a way that makes sense for people in our context today. We don't need to have all the answers for them, but we do need to learn to sit with them in their questions, which is why Alpha is so good, because it's all about sitting with people with their questions. And we don't have to carry the final burden of the result. It's only the Holy Spirit that can really move people on in their journey of faith. So how about in 2022, we all make it our aim to invite at least one person to a, an Alpha course. We're starting Alpha on the 31st of January. Glynis and Phil and I and Kathy. Or invite at least one person to one of our gatherings during the year. We know not everyone's going to turn up. But the more we ask, the more opportunity we have for people to experience the moving of the Holy Spirit in the way that we experience it. And maybe if you don't know that many people who aren't part of the church, then ask the Holy Spirit to show you where you can get more involved in your community so that you will meet some people to invite. And then trust the Holy Spirit to do the work that the Holy Spirit does best, which is to reveal Jesus. It's not us that need to perform. We need to share and allow the Holy Spirit to work. So finally, we need to remember that we can only run the race that is set before us. That means we are called to the world we are in, not the world we think we ought to be in, or some perfect world that has never ever existed. You know, to quote Tolkien, all we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us. Uh, the early church aesthetics, they were called aesthetic because uh, they lived a, a very, very simple life so they can spend most of their time following Jesus, uh, were called athletes for God. They were called athletes for God because they were named after the, the Roman and Greek love of sport and competition and the fact that athletes needed to discipline themselves and train so that they could compete in the games. And we stand on the shoulders of these athletes as we run the race today. Yesterday, Sarah Derriers gave me a great insight that although we are running the race, sorry, although we are running in our individual lanes, we are running on the same track together. We are not running this race alone. We are running it together as a church community. God has brought us together as a communion to support one another as we learn and grow together in the Holy Spirit to contribute to our great commission to make disciples wherever we go. So let's together commit afresh 
2022 to let the Holy Spirit be our coach, our trainer, our guide and the one giving us the assurance that we can run the race well. Let's trust the Holy Spirit and we will run the race well.